Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, a show produced by Hot Chocolate Media, where we make up a movie really fast for you based on a random suggestion from the internet. I am your moderator today, and my name is Jacob Gulliver. As always, I am joined by three of the Hollywood elite. We have our writer, Kyle Decker, who is Tom Hardy's accent coach on Venom. We have our director, Ben Lifson, who is Vin Diesel's swag coach on The Last Wish Hunter. And we have our producer, Lauren Haven, who is the costume designer for Empire Records. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Happy to be here. And your prompt for today is, the theme of this story is parody slice of life. The main characters are an intimidating businessman and a greedy paladin. The start of the story is argument. The end of the story is longing. All right. So what we got here, we're going to do a kind of a fish out of water tale. So our main character is going to be named uh, Will which could be short for Wilhelmino or Wilson or whatever. I'm not writing for a specific gender. And and Will is going to be like a very much uh, Wall Street, MBA, uptight, nice suits, fancy cars, but like work, 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 workaholic all the time. And then uh, poor Will gets fired during a power struggle in the company and doesn't know work was all of Will's thing. Will has a bit of a breakdown and uh, does have a nice severance package, isn't like broke, ends up in this like New York uh, antique dealership you know, just wandering, not sure what to do with themselves and uh, decides they're going to off themselves because it's dark. But Wills kind of doesn't know where to buy a gun in, in this antique shop, ends up finding an old crossbow. And as they prepare, they're awkwardly trying to get this crossbow to do and, and it off themselves. But the, the crossbow, when activated, instead transports Will into a fantasy world. And, and and this colorful fantasy world, they fall through this portal and this magical kind of like lollipop and sprinkle land and, and lands on this character, Barty, Barty the Paladin. And Barty is this happy-go-lucky kind of character. Nothing can bring them down. They're cheerful and positive about everything. And realizes that Will is very depressed and everything. And Barty makes it their mission to make Will happy and show give Will a purpose in this new world. Because they don't really quite understand numbers and stuff. And the kingdom might be losing money. So, so the paladin, Barty, gives Will a purpose. And it's all about finding what our purpose is in life and what the point is. And they meet all kinds of magical creatures on the way. And there might be a musical number. There might not. You know, I'm going to write some lyrics for some. It'll be fun. And it'll be really good. And it'll be a very uplifting film showing that everyone has value. And what you think has meaning and what means the world isn't really what matters. Because what matters is how you improve the lives of others. And the name of this movie is going to be called Crossbow of Rainbows. All right. So, Ben, you uh, are sitting in your office and a crossbow bolt trailed by rainbow dust glittering beautiful dust flies in your window and embeds itself in the wall next to you and as the dust falls to the table a magical script appears in front of you for crossbows and rainbows what do you think is this something that you can make into a movie and what's your vision for visual style i really want to make this sort of an anti-tim burton film you know a uh, not rub uh, mitt as it were 
So I have a little bit of Wizard of Oz vibe to it. So, you know, during the real world, we're going to shoot it really, you know, dull, boring. Um, and then, so then when you go to this fantasy world, you know, there's color and it's vibrant. As much as I'd love to, you know, shoot on real locations, uh, there's just so few whimsical places left in the world that'll let me film anymore. So, uh, you know, we're going to really do this green screen, and I'm just, depending on how much budget we get, you know, really, um, I'm going to work with the CG people to make this sort of, this big fantasy world come to life. Just so much things happening. It'll look really good. So, for casting, I'm thinking for the paladin, we are... Barty the paladin. Yeah. Who is not a bard, which confuses It's me. Barty, B-A-R-T-Y. Right. That's the name. R- right. I, I understand Short that. for Bartholomew. Um, Typically, yeah. I'm just worried that... Or Bartlemina, maybe. Right. I'm a little worried that people are going to get confused, though, because he's a bar- not a bard. But, you know, um, you know, we'll shoot it both ways. I'm going to just do a backup where his name is Frank. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, just, just in case we need it. <laughs> It's all about the enunciation. You say Barty, yeah, but Barty. Just we to make sure that the actors enunciate. It's just like it's when I was in a British accent. Yeah, well, I was. Let's, yeah, this why when I worked with Tom Hardy to figure out his voices. You know, we just talk about enunciation and. So you know, we really want someone with uh, charisma to play the bard. You know, again, a there super- is no bard. There's a paladin and a business person. Right. The bard so, is named Barty. You know what? Actually, I think we have it all wrong. You know, paladin. Pal. So we're going to have people call him his pal for short. And, you know, it's a double meaning there. So we're good there. I'd really like to get, I mean, in a perfect world, get Brad Pitt to play the paladin. Again, perfect world. I want to go with someone a bit younger where you're at that age where you think, oh, I need to figure out my life now, even though you're like young. And it's like, no, you have plenty of time to figure this stuff out. You know, we're going to go with Zac Efron, you know, bring in, bring in some of the younger crowd, uh, the Snapchatters and the, uh, the tweeters bring them to see this film i think that'll look really great maybe have him make a single i think he sings so um at whatever the kids are into today because you know they're our demographic here because kids need to be told that it's okay you know D- don't go for a crossbow this this dumb skill set that you think you have someone's gonna need it and you know you can do it just uh, believe in yourself and believe in fantasy all right so lauren you've got a pitch from your director ben you've got a script for crossbows and rainbows Mm -hmm. what do you think is this something the studio can make and what kind of budget are you thinking about for it well it's interesting because we're we're looking at a lot of cgi which which uh, it can require a high budget but also you know it really couldn't i mean there's there's some places that we could probably like cut a little bit on some of the software and things like that. Looking at this this casting, I'm a little bit concerned about Brad Pitt because he's going through a divorce right now, so all of his contracts are just through the roof to kind of offset Which actors his. aren't? Well, most Zac Efron is not. So if we're going to go with the, Zac Efron, I'm okay with it, but Brad Pitt just might be a little bit outside of our reach. Just something to consider here. So I'm I'm thinking as long as we're we're going with Brad Pitt for for Barty or or Pal, whichever way you end up going with it, I think that would be fine. I'm okay with budgeting for some of the CGI. Um, you you mentioned possibly like a Wizard of Oz style. So I'm wondering, are you also planning to to do some like scenery painting that it, and then the CGI is for the characters or uh, n- n- uh, no? So we have real people and then they're in front of a green screen and we. We just make the CGI just wipe their CGI cream all over it and, you know, make it look good. Ah, yes. 
Yes. Okay. And CGI cream. That's CGI I'm very cream. familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I you mean, can pick it up at Walgreens now. Right. So we can kind of keep know, that they, on they a just, budget. They just open up a computer and just grab that CGI cream. Absolutely. Yes. Good plan. So we'll we'll do the CGI cream to keep it cheap. We'll go with Zac Efron. And I'm I'm you know I'm I'm interested in this. I think you've got a, a really good angle for you know keeping it young and keeping it fresh. So how about we do about um, how's twenty five million sound? Sure. Excellent. We are going to need to figure out who is going to play Will. I don't believe that that uh, has been... I thought that was going to be Zac Efron and we're cutting him. Zac Efron was going to be Will and I thought... Oh, I understand. And then... See, I think think Zac Efron would make an excellent paladin, which would be Barty, correct? Yes. Great. (laughs) You artistic folk. I I don't always follow. Um, So... uh, 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 He is a paladin, just so you know. He's not a bard. I I, I know. You were literally the only person confused by this. Me? No, the director. You've got it down. Oh. You just, you know it's a paladin. You just forgot which one we cast for it. Correct. The director is the one who thinks the paladin's a bard for some reason. Well, I'll let you two sort that out. Yeah. I think either way, Zac Efron's a great choice. Um, so I'm interested in who our, our, our main character is going to be. I'm wondering if we want to keep it, um, if we want to like really freshen things up and, and go with uh, like a female lead on that, kind of show like a, a more female aspect of Wall Street. Maybe like a, a Scarlett Johansson's in everything, so maybe not her, but um, uh, Megan Fox might be great. Or ooh, who's Carrie Fisher's daughter? Billy Lord. Billy Lord, yes, absolutely. She She's a, a lovely, lovely person, and I happen to be a co-producer for American Horror Story, so I just might be able to get you guys hooked up with her. All right, so we're going to pass it back over to Kyle. You've got some feedback from your studio here. You've got a budget. You've got yeah. a few things rearranged. What do you think? What comes next in terms of the storytelling? Uh, I love the idea of Billy Lord. Like I can work. Like she's she brings like a, a cheerfulness, but also that anchor and seriousness which she shows doing her horror work. But I know she also has less of training, like singing and dancing so i'm really gonna write a whole bunch more song and dance numbers into this for the the magical world and go with that and i had an idea i don't think for 25 million can afford brad pitt if we want to hit up the musical thing i know a former rapper who's really trying to build cred and they're really quite good they just came off of playing Jimi hendrix so we could cast andre 3000 as barty and we he has all of that charisma and he's not afraid of wearing goofy outfits as is you know in those outcast videos that's all he did is wear weird Zac clothing. Zac Efron wouldn't be Barty? No, we would get rid of Zac Efron entirely, so we have two talented people in the movie. But, but the tween-nagers. That, that's why we have Andre 3000. That that Shake It Like a Polaroid picture is so big with the tweens these days, right? Ah, I see. Anyway, that that's a recent song, right? I don't keep up with the kids these days. That's just my suggestion. Ultimately, it's up to the director in the studio and who they want. I'm just going to put it out there. I might know Andre 3000's agent because we might have the same Coke dealer. But anyway, I'm going to punch up my add a lot of songs all of the songs are gonna happen in the magical world and i'm gonna write to add some like elves and other magical creatures that we can either do with cgi or animation or puppetry and then uh will finds their or, or Wilhelmina or whatever she finds her purpose because because the elves and all their gumdrop factory is is inefficient and with her all her wall street knowledge she makes the gumdrop factory that much more efficient and the gumdrop kingdom just becomes like everyone makes better gumdrops and that's her purpose she is the the gumdrop maestro or the the numbers maestro of the gumdrop kingdom and Barty gets to celebrate and helping the 
Willie find her purpose and it'll be very touching and sweet and they'll do a big final number of everyone singing together and Willie finding her purpose and Barty singing it and they're surrounded by gumdrop fairies and elves and is going to be so happy. I, I want to make sure that we have at least one good single in the soundtrack we can sell and I'll make sure to work with that. I'm going to bring in uh, Rick Rubin to help me produce it so we'll have something really slick. I'll really work on the lyrics and I'll have Rick Rubin bring in like the best session musicians to rock it out. All right, so we're going to throw it back over to Ben, our director. Mm -hmm. So with all those changes in the script, the cast, what do you think? Is this working out the way you're intending? Yeah, so we got uh, Andre in there. However, just sort of redid most of those scenes because it was on a green screen, and you you can just keep redoing them. So Zac Efron, uh, he's not completely eliminated. Uh, We're going to have him voice Zac Elfron. You know, just because he was on set and we needed a voice actor for those scenes. So, you know, he's still in the movie. And, you know, elves are actually even more attractive, I'm told. So, you know, we'll really just show him in, you know, the elf garb. I mean, it's a CGI elf, so it'll be a complete fiction that he's... But, you know, it, it, it'll it look nice. The The CGI is looking great. You know, the, whatever the, the whatever the tech boys are doing, you know, they're just, just pulling out that good old computer goo and just... <laughs> Painting up a storm, you know, literally a storm in one scene because, you know, you know, I'm just pushing them to put in more colors, more colors, you know, there's like so many colors and how many colors do you see in films? Like you see like four, you know, (laughs) so we're going to use all of them, you know, this fantasy world, just using every color except green, oddly enough, because, you know, green screen and that's just confusing otherwise. So uh, we'll do that. Yeah, you know, um, really liking some of the songs. I think the elf subplot's really nice. Oh, yes, I am actually added one more character. Just to finally settle all this, so we got Pally the Bard will show up as well. I think that his confusing name will counteract them, so I think that they'll balance out. Everyone will know what's going on at that point. Again, just, you know, just preemptively stopping that storm, because I don't want to lose, like, a hold uh, IBDM on this. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it was a good film, but I don't know. Why didn't the, the bard sing? But he's a paladin, but he did sing. I don't know. This theoretical critic doesn't make any sense, but, you know, that's what happens. So, um, you know, just getting ahead of the gun. That's not the expression, but whatever. <laughs> that would be quite the place to be, is ahead of the gun. <laughs> <coughs> So, you know, I did both endings, one where she returns okay. to the real world and uses what she learned to become a better person, and one where she stays behind and fulfills her purpose, and you just not supposed to think about the fact that she just seemingly disappeared off the face of the earth, you know? And I think both are optimistic in their own way. I think I'm going to really leave that up to marketing, which one they're going to release and which they'll release on Blu-ray. All right, so we're going to throw it over to Lauren, our producer. Last chance before it goes out the door. What do you think about the new directions that you're, you've got your crew going in here? You know, we've, we've kind of taken on some really interesting things. I think the choice to not use any green has made it kind of like a modern yellow submarine kind of trippy psychedelic children's movie. So that's really interesting. I'm on board for it. I think the fact that we have so many songs and Rick Rubin really did a great job. I think we're going to have actually a couple of hits off of this one. So we're really going to put those trolls bastards up for, uh, give them a run for their money. Um, we did original songs other than remakes of a previous hits. 
like I they did in Trolls. We have predominantly original music, so that's good. Some of it's a little, um, you can hear where we borrowed some things, but that's okay. I think we'll be able to move past it. If Vanilla Ice can get away with it, I think so can we. You know, redoing those backgrounds, though, it, it's kind of adding up just a little bit, so I think we're going to have to cool it with that, but I think the hits are really going to kind of counteract the amount of money that we've we've spent, so I'm, I'm okay with it. Just to be clear, redoing backgrounds means that we're replacing the green screen with something else. Uh, uh, like well, with, with actual scenery? Uh, yes. Um, Got it. I mean, we could you know, use some ADR and say, this is the green wall um, forest, if I you see. want. But uh, otherwise, we tend to uh, use the green screen to put something there. I see. All right. Well, I'm less concerned about it then, in that case. Uh, I think we'll be able to, to manage it. And I think as far as the two endings, I think we're going to want to go with the ending where she goes back to the real world. I think we can maybe market it as like a holiday movie in that sense, um, because then it's it's a little bit like It's a Wonderful Life, or A Christmas Story, uh, Carol, excuse me, things like that, where they, they learn their lesson and they come back to the real world to apply it. And I think anytime we can market around the holidays is really going to increase our profitability so on that front i think i think going with that one is a, is a better choice yeah i would say overall you guys really seem to pull through with it and i think you guys have made some interesting choices for sure and we'll see where they land but i think overall you guys did all right and you've kept mostly within your budget so i am pleased i i don't have too many complaints zach elfron was a was a good compromise on that i think um their their agent was very very happy about that so kudos to you guys for being so we don't piss off the gnomeo and juliet people well fuck them all right so i'm gonna plug crossbows and rainbows into the movie machine and pull the lever which sounds like magical sparkles ah that was nice so the results come back. Uh, your movie does pretty well overall. The you know people go and see it. They enjoy the songs. The critics don't care for it much, but you you make your money back. Moderately successful. Some of the songs do decent in there. You know on the radio for a few months, but overall nothing too impactful over the course of time. Matt Groening tweets that the whole scene with like the Elf Factory is is really great, but also very familiar, having just released <laughs> Disenchantment this past summer. Yeah, but no one watched it, so yeah. we're fine. Oh, yeah. That's why they've renewed it for two more seasons. Um, Anyways. But, yeah, you guys do pretty well um, overall. Nothing too crazy happens out of it. The only other thing that you do see is that there's this weird resurgence in the fans of High School Musical because you have Zac Elfron and he's singing in this movie. There's this, like, fan campaign that's, like, campaigning to get you guys to make more High School Musical movies. So now you've got, like, this weird, uncomfortable way too old to be into high school musical fan base that are are following after you guys do they spend money they do spend money but they don't spend money on stuff that's not high school musical but the movie machine is magic so you can go back and change something if you'd like or you can call it art reflect on what you've done so far so we'll have one more round here beginning with kyle sure uh well i mean we made money right off of this movie yes all right great i call that a success you know not every family film that comes out every year has to be you know life-changing or like history breaking sometimes a family movie that makes money that has a dedicated fan base small and weird as they are that's just fine like i'll be able to milk this going to weird ass high school musical conventions for years as a writer like i'll set up a booth and i'll sign scripts and stuff i'll do that and then i've signed on to make three high school 
Musical direct-to-video on-demand release for Netflix. Netflix is making a High School Musical uh, miniseries. It's eight episodes a season, and each one's like a different theme. So like the first one's a football musical, and the next one is like the school play, and each one is an hour-long episode that like is a big musical about like one aspect of high school. And it accumulates, of course, with the prom episode. And it's good, and 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 I'm pretty sure that it's doing really well because of our fan base on Netflix. So you know, getting regular work on Netflix, making you know, writing cheesy songs, I'm having fun with it. It doesn't really strain my brain, and I got a regular paycheck coming, so I don't really change anything at all. I just I make sure to sign as many deals with Netflix as I can, and I'm gold. All right, we'll throw it over to our director Ben. What do you think? More computer goo. Just smear that all over. And then... More CGI cream? Yeah. And then, Zach Elfron spinoff. We're going to start that. I'm thinking, you know, people like a musical about high school. Well, what's the fantasy equivalent of high school? That is the trading guild. So we're workshopping a better name for uh, Trading Guild the Musical. But, you know, it'll have a bunch of apprentices. Like the Squire, uh, singing squires, perhaps. What about Squire School? Squire School, there you go. And, you know, just them about, Oh, you know, my master, da-da-da-da-da. I want to be a good... I didn't catch that. Could you give that to me again? You know, like... I'm a squire, but someday I'm going to be a master shit shoveler. And, you know, just that kind of thing. And, you know, just just like them working hard and believing in themselves to get horrible jobs. And, you know, I think that'll be really nice fit in the the setting. And, you know, there are all sorts of other people. We have Zach Elfron. We have... I think uh, yeah. I think Billy was going to do a Billy Lord of the Rings uh, yeah. reimagining. That sounds um, pretty I great. Believe. I think it's really good. Um, we can definitely throw in some High School Musical. Didn't have nearly enough lutes, so you know we can do some old timey uh, songs, and I think it'll be great. All right, so Lauren, you get some interesting feedback and some reflections on next actions from your crew. What do you think? Did this work out the way that you wanted? You know, it was an interesting experience, but I, I think it, it landed in the positive. Our, our marketing team is pretty happy. They really did some interesting spins on things to to really kind of cross-genre promote this. Kudos to them. I think they've learned a lot. We had to only fire two people, so I think that we're going to count that one as a success this time. I'm interested in... In uh, this Netflix series that we have coming up, I, I don't know if Kyle's aware, but I will be hopping on board for that as well. Um, they kind of thought that... Keep the team together. Exactly. I'm down for it. That's right. And something he didn't mention, but in our hour-long episodes, they're actually going to be real-time hour-long episodes, all of them. So that'll be uh, an interesting take on high school, um, I think. Uh, and I really believe that this is open So really going to piss off Kiefer Sutherland. Well, you know what? Once again, fuck him. Oh, um, Elfer Sutherland. There we go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the Zach Elfron spinoffs are going to be fantastic. We've really kind of set ourselves up for, I think, at least three other movies to come, if everybody can hop on board for it still. And so that will be exciting. Really looking forward to it. Um, more and more holiday movies. Just we'll punch out at least once a year. Sometimes two years if we can get an Easter special in there, I think. Because, you know, elves and Easter really, really seem to go together, at least in my growing up. I mean, Illumination can grind out a franchise out of the Minions like we got something even better than that so I say let's go Zac Efron is definitely better than Kevin absolutely so so kudos to the team on on reimagining that I think like I said some of the reworks really really led to some interesting possibilities okay awesome and by the way so work with me on this Dave Franco Dave 
Dranko, because he's a dragon. Wouldn't be like Dave Draco. Yeah, I'm gonna leave. Okay. <laughs> See, I, I would have gone with Idris Alpha. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Idris Alpha. God damn it. Okay. That's good. All right. Anyways, <laughs> he's fired. You're hired. All right. So there you have it, folks. Another episode of the Movie Machine. Uh, you didn't really change anything, so nothing really changes with the way the movie turns out. But as always, we will end our episode with a quote of wisdom from our current patron saint, Jaden Smith. ETs are real and have influenced human evolution for thousands of years and will continue to do so. Cool story, Jaden. See you later, guys.